Hey, yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite new podcast. It's your boy, Keith B., with another episode of F Your Feelings Podcast. Statement that's actually a question about faith, family, fatherhood, friendship, and everything in between. Got my favorite two gentlemen with me in the room, Mike and David. David and Mike, what's good? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, family? Aloha. Aloha. (laughs) Fresh on vacation. Yeah. Yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike was sharing with us earlier. He uh, he took a a, a a wonderful vacation to a, a far, far distant place, as we know as the South. Um, actually, no, nah, most of us are from the South or we're in the South. But nevertheless, you know, um, Mike was telling us about his trip to Tennessee, yes, South Carolina, yeah, you know, country. The people there are uh, all uh, pro Trump. You know, but, but mighty, <laughs> mighty friendly. You know, Trump right, right? You know, <laughs> they they'll say hello to you as you're walking down the street. You know, providing that beautiful southern hospitality. So, you know, I'm about to say, Mike, you want to talk about your vacation, man? Yeah, I talk about it. Hey, everybody. So we took a we took a much needed vacation. Went out to uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Never been out there before. I was I was pretty interested going up to the mountains and uh, just breathing that fresh air. So I actually had a chance to do that. Uh, some of the highlights, man, just just being able to wake up and walk outside and just breathe and just and just look at nature, man. I was just like, God, literally, God, this is, this is amazing. Uh, one of the highlights for me might not be a highlight for others, but uh, just about everybody on our trip saw a bear, but I did not. <laughs> And that's how I know God is real in my life. The Lord knows I don't mess with bears like that. He knows I don't play like that. And that was part of my prayer. I don't want to see a bear. I like knowing they're there, but I don't want to see him. So I actually made it out there without seeing one. Everybody else did, so it was great. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, it, it was a, it was a cool trip, man. I I had never done anything like that before. Uh, being able just to be in an environment with so many different types of people. Uh, from a city standpoint, it was very touristy. Believe it or not, it reminded me of Orlando a lot. A lot of a lot of the same attractions. Uh, the Eye of Orlando, they call it something else. Fun spot, Wonderworks. Sorry, y'all, we're going real local right now. Um, a lot of those Orlando attractions were there. It was it was it was just weird. It In was Gatlinburg, like, Gatlinburg, Pit- yeah, Tennessee. That's Actually, it was Pigeon Forge, the town before Gatlinburg, but it's all yeah. the same area where, where Dolly 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 uh, Dollywood. Dollywood. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's literally just like Orlando in, in that regard. Same stuff. Interesting, bro. Just I've in been to Gatlinburg in a minute. I mean, when we went, it was just full of go karts. Like we drove go karts, went to Dollywood. Um, you know, going to the mountains and you know, do the little little theme parks. But yeah, man, I mean that's 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 what's up, man. That's pretty cool. Sorry, yeah, David, no. you were saying something. Oh no, nah, hey, you're go good, David. man. I um shoot, I don't think we went back in like two thousand three and it was just the reference of how small we really are whenever you get up in the mountains like that, man. Yes. Like, um just putting things into perspective of yo, we really um really are tiny in the grand scheme of things. Um, it's one of the big things that I remember. Like you say, they had the go karts and whatnot, but um, you know, it, it was it was it was a small thing. Mike, like it's it's Orlando now. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, yeah. seriously, they had a they had a jeep rally, a, like a jeep rally, jeep type of event the weekend we were up there. So it was yeah. it was literally man, hundreds of 
customized Jeeps. Like I said, it, it really reminds me of Orlando more than you'd even believe. Mm. Yeah, dude. I mean, I can, I can, actually, I can believe that, bro. Like, especially when you, you know, you hear about the news and the migration of people, like, you know, so many people are flooded the, the, the South and especially like Tennessee, Alabama, um, Kentucky, you know, and, and parts of Florida. Like you got a lot of people moving in, you know, from blue states into the red states. And I feel like naturally they're going to bring money with them. So they got to, you know, Do something. Put, put money into whatever area they're going to be in. Right. To provide them some sort of entertainment. So, you know, I can I can definitely uh, see it. So, yeah. Now, now, don't get me wrong, man. I really loved what I experienced, I actually went to two different parts of Tennessee on my trip. I went to uh, East Tennessee and also went to uh, Middle Tennessee. And Tennessee, Tennessee is cool. I really liked it, except, you know, just that little one thing in the back of your mind that's that's there, you know, the whole the whole racism part. But other than that, <laughs> it, it, it was amazing. I mean, but you know what, bro? And, and here's the thing. Like, I was telling the dude at work, I said, I don't know why, but I'm comfortable in the South. Yeah. Because... We all know where we at with it, right? Like, we you know, do. we do like this, and it's very overt. It's in your face, and you can handle it or address it whatever way you need to address it. Up north is where I have an issue because it's real covert, right? It's a lot of microaggressions and a lot of like, you know, undertones, and you know, and you really, I don't know, like you really can't say whether or not if someone's being racist or not because they're not very upfront about it as they are in the South. So I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, people like to go with the evil they know. Yeah. For me, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm just more comfortable being in the South. So. I totally agree, man. You know, like up North is you, you got to decipher really what's what they're saying, trying to figure out the pieces of it. But here, if you know, you you automatically like, yeah, that's what that is. Um, and you could pick up on it pretty quickly. So yeah, yeah it, it is fast. Um one thing I will say where I live now, I think the further you get outside the city, the more the signs look the same. Mm. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> the signs yeah. look the same. You you know when you hit these. I'm from a small town. You so hit I, the country. You get you hit trees. the country. You you know. And I'm like, oh okay. Oh wow, this yeah. feels awfully uncomfortable. But <laughs> I know where I'm at now. I feel like I should turn right. around. Thank it you. feel familiar. <laughs> it feels too familiar. Like straight up. All right. So on the way back home, we actually uh, we actually stopped through South Carolina. They hit North Carolina. Saw some friends, and you know. I see Google gives me a couple routes to go back up here. And I'm like, all right, bet. I'm going to take the one, the road less traveled, because there's a couple cities I didn't want to drive through. Now, I'm driving, man. And I'm like, things start feeling real sketchy. Like, you you see gas stations, but the gas station store looks almost like a house. And I'm like, nah, I got to get out of here, bro. <laughs> nah, look, check this out. This is what got me. I stopped at this gas station, a reputable gas station, a chain, because when I have the kids with me, I only stop at gas stations I know. So I stop at this gas station in some random town. And when I say random, I can't even tell you where it was at. But check this out. Major gas station had a sign when you walk in, cash only. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I've never been to a gas station, a major chain gas station that said cash only. I was like, how about this? I said, let's hit this bathroom. We need to get up out of here. And we need to get on the interstate. I know I don't want to go through whatever city, but I am. Cause I need right. to be on a, on a normal path. 
<laughs> yeah, no. Nah. So you was on an interstate, bro? Because that sounds like a highway. Like you. Well, me, see, see me. I, I took a highway because I wanted to bypass a couple cities. Because going back up here, man, the traffic gets real bad once you get to certain cities. So I was like, let me bypass a couple of these major ones, and I'm just going to mm-hmm. take the roadway. Because distance-wise, the roadway was shorter, and the time ended up being about the same. Everything was cool until it hit about 8.30 when it started getting dark. <laughs> now, that's, that's, that's when the wife looked over to me, and she was like, Sundown yeah. Towns, huh? She was like, yeah, we need to go and get on that interstate. And I was like, all right, you're right. Let's, let's, let's find our way to the interstate. Wow. Wow. Maybe it's just me. But I feel like Pops taught me at a young age. In certain places, you don't be past, past sunset. And, it's and true. The country, the country is one of them. <laughs> yes, you know what though, man. Like for real, um, what's what's weird to me is like all of us understand that. You know what I'm saying? It's like this, just that common unspoken feel. Like, yep, mm, now it's that time. This <laughs> is the sun going down. And, and you know what? The funny thing is, is like we didn't, we wasn't in that era, but we Mm-mm. still got. You know what I'm saying? Those things, those feelings, those, you know what I'm saying, those fears, like, mm, no, you can get me like that. <laughs> yeah. From, from, you know, from past generations, man. And that's, that, that's, it's, it's something to be said about that. It is. Yeah. Uh, even on the interstate, man, when I'm driving, we kind of have, we have this, we have this rule that we only stop at gas stations that you can see from the interstate. Yeah. And yeah. and y- y'all, I don't have to explain why I say that to you right. two. Y'all know. Absolutely. Things yeah. get weird. That's all I'm gonna say. They get real weird sometimes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Nah, bro. Bro, <laughs> if you ain't if we ain't right next to the interstate, there's a problem. <laughs> nah, right. I, like, I ain't doing it. I ain't going. Right. I ain't going into yeah. a little town yeah, like bro. nah, mm-mm. bro. We uh uh-uh. uh nah. We we gonna go somewhere else. Um, yeah, bro. Maybe that's a southern mindset, but we the states that we driving through. I'm talking. Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Alabama, and you know, don't go west of New Orleans. I'm not stopping at all in Mississippi if I can help it. Just being honest with you, <laughs> I'm not. Sorry, no, no, that's all good. <laughs> no, you already know how it is, man. Uh, no, Mm-mm. I, no, I remember we was driving back from. Um, we used to live in Oklahoma, and we used to come home sometimes. Come home to Florida, and I call the route. I call it the Civil Rights Tour. Because mm-hmm. we, we <laughs> David laughing, we would drive from Oklahoma, we would drive through uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, drive through Memphis, mm. drive through Memphis is cool, by the way. I love Memphis. Man, Memphis is a dope city. Love bro. Memphis. But, History and everything, bro. Yes. But that route, you go from Memphis to Birmingham, and I'm oh. like, bro, come on. Birmingham, you know, sometimes we would hit Atlanta or wherever, and then you make your way down to Florida. But yeah, am I going to lie to y'all and tell you I was perfectly cool between uh, Memphis and Birmingham? No. Stayed strictly on the interstate. Right. Yeah. Hey, but, and I'm going to mention this and like, y'all y'all tell me if I'm wrong or not. Don't it kind of feel like black people in Florida are just like different? Like, most black people I know that's from Florida, they're not scared of white people. <laughs> like, no. at all. <laughs> at all. Like, like it's something about black people in Florida, bro. Like, like them the only people that's gonna fight the cops. They'll shoot back at them. Like, they they don't care what neighborhood they in. Like, 
I don't know, bro. And and I hate to say it, the closer you get to Miami Dade, the crazier they <laughs> yes, get. Yes, sir. Like that's yes, something sir. about South Florida. That that's a, that's that's a different breed. So you you know that's true, right? You you know that all joking aside, we gonna you know we always try to reel things in. I know we just talking now, but in terms of, uh, I actually know people who work in mental health field, and they always talk about the differences in some of the people that they get from different parts of the state. Mm-hmm. And and it's true, you know, the further south you get, even we talk in Tampa, yeah. we talk in Miami, yeah. you, the mindsets and mentalities are a lot different the further south you go. And back yeah. to what you said, in, in I used to live in Jacksonville. I, I was terrified because I did I did the wrong thing. Before I moved up there, I used to watch the news every day. And I'm like, bro, why am I watching the news? In in Duval, as y'all know, they have no problem shooting back at the police. No problem no. at all. No, like no. none. None. <laughs> that's none. That's a reaction, I, bro. That's like I've first never reaction. seen that like, before. You should pop, pop up. <laughs> right. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, like, nah. We got neighborhoods in Tampa that like cops just don't they don't come through at night, you know. And it's 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 sad, but it's funny because it's like I don't know, like different parts of the country is it's it's totally like we're like Texas. I don't know. I mean, I granted, I'm I'm in Austin. Um. I know Houston and Dallas move a lot different. So, you know, I can't I can't necessarily speak, you know, and I'm about to say if we got any listeners in, in Dallas or Houston, you know, drop us a line and, and let us know what it's like. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm visited th- th- those cities, but I, I really don't know, like, the, the culture of it in regards to uh, black culture. But as far as Austin goes, only 6% of the city is black. Oh, so, exactly. Wow. Exactly. And so wow. you can imagine once you get outside the city, how it changes. Yeah, for like, sure. bro, I drove like 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 my 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 in law lives in Clovis, New Mexico. I had to look this shit up because I thought it was made up city. <laughs> Clovis, New Mexico. And so we drove to visit them and we we th- there was no interstate, bro. It was all highway. Mm-mm. Seven hours of highway driving, bro. Mm-mm. Seven hours. Uh. Now, you know I had heat on me on my side like, like <laughs> it was on my waist like just because driving through those small towns bro like i mean you, you just never know you know what i'm saying and and thank god by then i i, I didn't have my truck like you know uh, and, and for our listeners just to give a give you a depiction like I, I drove a black Chevy Silverado with 35 inch tires on a six inch lift <laughs> with a system. So attracting all kinds of attention. Um, thank God I had sold it by then and I drove my wife's car. Cause I just know for a fact I would have been stopped. Like I knew I would have been stopped. Yeah. yeah you know, and um, you, man, but what's, what's so, what's so crazy to me is like, for real, um, even, uh, even subconsciously having those thoughts, you know, just subconsciously having to process all of that so fast, mm-hmm. having to deal with it. And we're so used to it. And it's like, for me, I often wonder, it's like, what if I didn't have to have have those type of thoughts? What if, you know what I'm saying, my thoughts could flow freely and I didn't have to have to pack it with, okay, if this happened, I'm doing this. Okay, I can't do this. I can't, you know, and, and I could move just thoughtless. Not, not necessarily thoughtless, but move without having to have certain preconceived notions and making sure I have to check all these blocks while I'm moving. Right. Um, right. 
how 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 would my how would my my you know say how would my thought process be different or how would how I often wonder how would I move different in those type settings. Um, it's something, yeah, man. Like for real, like I said a couple couple a couple um episodes ago, it's like yo, I'm tired of having to having to have that in the back of my mind. You know what right. if what if I could be in a, in a, in an environment where um your thought process is clear, you create mm-hmm. freely, um you don't have to think about you know if 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 somebody's gonna be looking at you crazy by the way you the way that you talk or you having your tattoos or you know what I'm saying any of the 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 um, stereotypes that come along it's like yo just being in a free flowing environment to where everybody can create. Well, I mean, to that point, I wonder, so like, and, and the question goes to both of y'all, do, do you feel like there is a place or a city or, um, you know, a, a county or, or neighborhood where you feel like black culture is, is widely accepted? Like, you know, I immediately jumped to like DC and Atlanta. Like, Absolutely. That, you know, my where, first thought process was Atlanta. Right. Um, and then also DC and Charlotte. Um but, but but then again, you look at Atlanta. You Atlanta is a, a like a metropolis of of, of wealthy black folks, mm-hmm. and everybody has migrated to Atlanta to do business with each other. Um, but still, like even now, Atlanta is getting super saturated, and it's becoming the the reality show. Um, every time you walk out the door in Atlanta, so um, I like like for me, I love Atlanta. I really do, um, but I, I like Charlotte. I, I really like Charlotte because Charlotte is more is is up and coming and it's more genuine. I think that's what's up. Um, I, I love Charlotte personally. I I was in Charlotte last weekend. Anytime I'm in that area, I try my best to go because I I love it. It's a it's a beautiful city. It's a clean city, and um, the people have always been cool. Some of the things that I like about Charlotte from a, a technical city standpoint is I like that the industries, you know, Charlotte is a banking area. So therefore there's a lot, there's a lot of money, a lot of income, a lot of wealth in Charlotte. And and that helps the city grow. And you and you can see it, you know. These yeah. these cities don't have professional sports teams just to have them. Um now I actually uh, I'm still learning DC, but from what I've learned up to this point, um I look at counties like PG County. I look at cities like Bowie, Maryland. By percentage, Bowie, Maryland has Bowie, Maryland has some of the the wealthiest people in the country. I mean, like it's I've never seen that. I actually went th- went to a neighborhood not too long ago, and a uh, very nice neighborhood. And I was like, man, just about everybody, like high ninety plus percent, ninety eight percent, the whole neighborhood was black. I couldn't believe it because I'm like, wow, I, I've I've never seen this before. The entire neighborhood, with the exception of uh a handful of families, but I was like, wow. And you know, just a, a traditional neighborhood looked like everybody, every other neighborhood that's large, but everybody just happened to be black. Even where I live now, man, I don't mean this as a joke. I mean, it seriously, there's so much multiculturalism where I am now that you kind of get used to it really fast. You're like, man, you know, there's so many different types of cultures, languages, cuisines, Whatever you see, everybody, mm. and, and and keeping it uh, keeping it the way we keep it. In a lot of ways, it feels like a safe space. 
Because yeah. I feel like that's where the question was going. Where where do we fill our safe spaces and why? Um, that is one thing I didn't expect the, to feel that I actually feel. Hmm. What so what so what creates that for you for there? Um, that's a great question. I actually don't know. I I truly don't know. But uh, yeah, I I wish I knew. I don't have a clue. Wow. Wow. And then, you know what I'm saying, with it being multicultural, um, that's interesting. That's that's pretty dope. You know, um, even even like Winter Garden, I'm, 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 I'm real comfortable here, but just, and, and it's all kinds of people here. It's, it's very diverse. Yeah. But as far as like my, my girl seeing, um, Strong women doing doing their thing in the in the community, they don't get that, and that's one thing that for me I miss being here. Now I love the community, but I do miss certain elements um, from back in. You know, if it was more of a, a a a black community, like those are the type of tiny bits that I miss. Um, my daughter seeing, you know. Or even going back to back in the days, my daughters being in in a neighborhood where it's black lawyers, black teachers, um, black engineers, just a, a group of black professionals that's in all disciplines um, that they see and can emulate growing up. That's that's something that I don't have here, um, and I want, but you know, I, truth be told, like I'm I'm cool where I'm at. No, I feel you. Oh, go ahead, Mike. I said, let me ask y'all this. Um, Dorachi or we just gonna say we're gonna just do elementary, middle, high. Um, do you all remember how many black teachers you had? Absolutely. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. From I from one oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was about to say I had one in elementary, um, one in middle. And then high school was a little different. High school, I went to Middleton High School. Shout out to Middle, Middleton High School in Tampa, Florida. Um, anybody know about Middleton? We we are the, uh, I, I feel like we're the blackest high school in, in the whole country. <laughs> um, always on the news for something crazy. But um, what a lot of people don't know is that, you know, they have a very good magnet program there. And um, I'm, I was very fortunate to be a part of that magnet program that helped me set, set, set my career up for what it is today. But um, yeah, man, I mean, yeah, no, I, one in elementary, her name was Mrs. Tillman. And, you know, she was constantly like, you know, pulling us aside, telling us, you know, you know, y'all, y'all got to be better. You know, y'all, y'all have to be the, the best representation of us. Um, this was, you know, my elementary school was a uh, private Catholic school. Um, I went to Bella Madonna um, elementary school, or it wasn't actually elementary. It went from uh, kindergarten to uh, eighth grade, but you know, she, she, she was a big, um, influence on my life, um, in my early, early, um, educational career, um, and really instilling in us, you know, the importance of education and, and, and striving for it. And then, um, middle school, it was, uh, a lady by the name of Mrs. Smith. Actually, she got married, Mrs. Brown. That was her name, but, um, same thing, English teacher and, you know, set, instilled the same values, same goals, and always taught us like, you know, definitely, you know, continue to strive for higher education and, um, you know, be pursue the, the, the you know, your, your pursue 
everything that you could be and reach your potential, you know, because you're, 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 you're the future of our, of our, um, of our culture, of our, um, community. So. I think, I think for me, man, like, um, it was one in elementary, Mr. Barnes, um, middle school, it was probably like three or four, um, Particularly one one brother, Mr. Phillips, was super sharp, man. And it would always take us under his wings to mentor us. Um, and he didn't care what you had going on. He didn't care if you was the street of street dude or, you know, the biggest scholar. He had everybody in there. You was on the football team, you were sitting on the chess team too. <laughs> you know, just changing that thought process um, for us, man. But then when we got to high school, it was um it was quite a bit, but you really didn't have that that strong outside of like football, you didn't have that strong like, hey, look, I know what's going on, get it together, let's let's work on it, let's help each other get through, navigate through this this whole whole craziness that's going on. Because it it, it was wild, man. Um and you didn't have those mentors. Mm. And I think that that's what that part is is what we missed in high school outside of the football like absolutely you had the coaches and and those guys but as far as somebody that was that was um extremely serious and extremely mature and able to come down to the level and still maintain um maintain the integ- their integrity we 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 didn't have that and you know what? It's it's funny you mentioned that, man. And I and, and to to your point, David, I'm 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 sorry that y'all didn't have that. Um, in my high school, we, we we actually did, and and we had two teachers. Uh, one of them actually both taught English. Uh, my tenth grade English teacher, Mrs. McKinnon, she was a uh, she 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 was definitely one of those that, that you just described. But the one that left the biggest uh, mark on me uh, was was a gentleman by the name of Mr. Wilson. Um, he, he not only taught our English class, but he actually, uh, was over an organization on campus. We called it a GQ gentleman's quest. And he served as like the, the mentor of that, of that on-campus organization for us. And, and it basically was all about brotherhood and bringing all the brothers, you know, in, in the school together, as many as we could pull and, and, you know, offering them guidance and mentoring and, and, and just, you know, how to be better men. So. Um, I'm, I'm definitely appreciative to that. I, you, I had to shout them out, you know, just in case that they listen. So. Man, we had one uh, African-American history teacher, Mr. Dennis. He yeah. was one. He was old. He he reminded me of James Earl Jones, bro. Whenever you're doing something, <laughs> <laughs> I promise you he did. Like Mufasa saying something. It's like, hey, <laughs> hey, so what cool. you doing? Where you going? Why you ain't in class? Come in here. Get this book. Go ahead. I'm going to walk down here with you. Make sure you get there. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> but outside of him, man, it just you you just didn't have that breath for for us. Um, and 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 it, now thinking back on it, it was a blessing that we had him because um, we, we were some wild kids, man. And I mean, thinking about my situation, I think I can go from I think elementary school. I think I maybe had one or two, and then uh, high school. One of our English teachers was black. So there wasn't really a lot of black teacher representation for me in my life until I actually went to college. So 
we could spin that question off completely. Yeah. Because I actually saw a tweet today and uh the the tweet said something along the lines of because you invested in me and asked me what asking me uh to continue doing what I was doing, I became whatever. Basically the guy was interested in writing as a child, but because he had a teacher that sat him down and told him that what he did was good, that encouraged him to pursue that dream. And now he's a successful writer. And I asked that is what or how, how much do you think uh, representation matters? And, you know, we're not just talking about just being black or being male. It can be anything like how much does that play in some of the decisions that you possibly make or, or how could it be helpful? I think I think it is is huge. Um simply because if if you if you could see it, if you could see somebody else doing it, and if I could have that conversation with them, I could visualize me doing it myself. As opposed to me going out and have to trailblaze all of it myself and get into a situation where like this is too hard, get discouraged, and then I fall off. If I could see somebody else is like, hey, man, they made it. You know, I I know it wasn't a walk in the park for them. So now, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, pull your bootstraps up. Let's 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 go. Let's figure it out. Better yet, even better if I got a relationship, call them. Like, hey, look, this is what I'm going through. This is where I'm at. Can you give me a word of advice, some encouragement, how to get through this? And I think that's that's what changed the 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 um trajectory of of, of a lot of people, man. Yeah, man. I um echo what David just said. Representation is everything. And when you think about it, all right, so like, for instance, here's an example. Let's say we we, we strolled up to the hood right now. We, you know, pulled aside 20, 20 young brothers and asked them, yo, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? All of them, not, let me not say all of them. I would say a, 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 a decent amount. 60% at least. <laughs> yeah, at least 60%. I'm going to say a ball player or a rapper or something in the entertainment industry, right? And, and when you really think about why is that the case, it's because the representation is there. It's because yeah. that's what they see. They they want to do what they see, you know. Whereas when you think of our white counterparts, you know, and their childhood and, and what surrounded them, they saw people that looked like them that were doctors, lawyers, engineers, pharmacists, business owners. And so the goals and aspirations are different. The right. desires are different when you actually have representation. Um, you know, and, and, and you know what's funny? Growing up, like, I mean, I, I, I thank God for the church. I thank God for my parents for, you know, always trying to put me in an environment that, you know, cultivated growth. But at the same time, like, like I, I think about like H, not, not HBCs, but I think about the, um, the, uh, the uh, I can't even think of the name of them. Divine Nine, the the, yeah. the, uh, the Greek organizations, you know, and and how big of a part they play within the uh, college arena, um, but I didn't see that growing up, right? I didn't I didn't see the Qs or the Alphas or the Kappas or the Sigmas, you know, when I was in high school. I didn't even know that these organizations existed. I thought that only a select few of us actually had the desire to actually go to go to college and pursue higher education, like, you know, based upon my surroundings. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and even then, like for the opportunities that we thought were available to us, like most of us thought that, you know, we were going to end up at an HBCU, which 
I love HBCUs and HBCUs are great, um, you know, institutes of learning for, 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 for our people to go and, 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 and learn. But at the same time, many of us didn't even have the aspirations to even go to a Harvard or a Stanford or a Yale right. because it didn't seem attainable. Right. Absolutely. Like, Agreed. You know, and, and I, I even actually have to take ownership in, in something that I said to someone where I was like, you know, they were like, oh, I want to go to Harvard. And I'm like, you mean you want to go to Stetson down the street? Right. Like, I mean, like, you know, let's let's scale it back to something that is actually obtainable. And, and and even in that same breath, like I'm I'm already shooting down someone else's dream right. because in my head, that's not what we do. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. how you know, and so, again, that all falls back to representation. If it was something I had seen happening for us more often, then I would have encouraged that person immediately. But my reaction was to, you know, disregard or almost, you know, completely this destroy this person's ambition because I didn't, I, I did not think that not, not, it had nothing to do with their personal qualifications. They had all the qualifications in terms of grades and aptitude and, you know, being well-rounded, but it was because I never saw someone pursuing that type of education at that level, at that Institute that looked like us coming from our neighborhood. Right. So that's but why bro, I say it. it watch this though. Watch this though. Here's the strong piece, because you already had in your mind the thought process. We don't do that. Right. Automatically, that's that goes back to what what would happen if we had the opportunity to create and be free? Think about it. And, and not nobody tell us, okay, you can't do that. You know, we don't go here. We don't go. No, 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 no. We go anywhere in, the, in anywhere we feel like we want to go. Right. But like honestly, for my daughters, I got. Um, Pendants up in in um in the loft, Harvard, Yale, Howard, Fam, uh, all the Spelman, all the schools that they say right. where where you think you want to go, right? Put the pendant up, so you see it every day, just to remind like that. you that hey, look, you could go anywhere you want to go, work hard. Right. Let's see, like I tell them, get the foundation now. If you get the foundation right now, everything else is a building block upon it. That's it. Yep. Catch, catch it here. I tell them work hard here, so you know what I'm saying. You play hard later. Right. right. It's gonna come. So that I, I, but for me, I need, I need, I need them to see it every day. Every day when they come home, I, 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 I we, we talking business. We, we talking about okay, not, 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 not. I know you're here, but let's come up with the plans for when you walk out these doors that you're equipped. To be able to take care of yourself and teach somebody else the lessons that you don't learn in these four walls. Absolutely. Hmm. But yeah, Mike, so that's that's where I'm coming from with it. I mean, again, you know, representation is, is everything. And unfortunately, until we have a, an increased representation, and, and here's the thing, I do feel like we, we've come a long way, right? I mean, right. you know, I, I, had to, I had to break it down for somebody. I'm like, when you really, really think about it, Black people in America have not had civil rights for a hundred years. Come on. Like it was signed in what, I, I know I'm gonna get the year wrong. Um, 1960, what, one or 1962? Uh... But nevertheless, uh, it, it, it ain't even been a hundred years of civil, of civil rights 
provided to us. And so considering that and you looking at the progress that we've made, we've come leaps and bounds. Right. And, 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 and to me, the future is still extremely bright for us. And I think that one day we're going to change that narrative. Like there's not going to be a stereotype of, you know, laziness or, you know, not feeling good enough or, or not feeling qualified for an opportunity, you know, there's going to come a day where someone's going to look at, you know, on the application, on the application, uh, a Tanisha or Shaniqua, and they're going to be like, Oh, wow. Like this person's extremely qualified and we should, you know, consider them for employment. Like it's, it, we're not even going to second guess it based off of a name. You know, I mean, I, I believe that day is coming. I'm hopeful for that day is coming, but unfortunately it has not came. And until then, we, we continually have to fight against what we see and have faith, you know, which is what, like to, to believe in something that you can't see, right? We have to have faith that what we're doing matters and that it can be it done even at the highest level. Absolutely, absolutely. Nah, man, and, and honestly, that's why I love entrepreneurship so, so much. Like at this point, I don't care who it is, some type of side hustle, something. Right. Learn business. Right. Learn it because truth be told, that's how this country was built. And those was hollering. They had free labor. Yeah. Yeah. They used business to build it. So now once we wrap our head around it, okay, let's, let's play the same game. Let's yeah. stop playing checkers and play chess like they've been playing for years. Dude, David, like more than ever, I I I have like my spirit just resonates with what you just said, bro. Like it's it's so funny. So like and, and it kind of goes back when I was um we were talking off the air. Um I brought up Rich Dad, Poor Dad and the author, um, Robert Kiyosaki, and he was talking about how the education system has failed so many Americans because it's literally teaching you to what? Go to school. Go to work. Get get a job, go work for somebody for 30 years, and then pray to God that you might, well, at one point in time, you could get a pension, put everything you can into your 401k. And it's and don't get me wrong, it's not it's it, I'm not gonna compare it to slavery. It's not slavery, but it is indentured servitude, in my opinion. And so there isn't any freedom, you know. I mean, even even and don't get me wrong, like I have very high respect for the doctor, the lawyer, the engineer, the the pharmacist, the, you know, the the teacher, the, you know, whatever, you know, professional path, you know, any of us have chosen, but we still got to go and work for somebody. And so that to me still says that we're not totally 100% free. And he talks about how in the education systems, we don't teach how money works. We right. don't teach how our economy works. And, 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 and he says there's a reason for that. It's done on Absolutely. purpose. You know, Absolutely. I mean, in order for capitalism to thrive, someone has to lose. And so <laughs> somebody got to be out there working. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Otherwise, you know, the wealthy can't stay wealthy. If everybody knew the game, then they, no one could be superstars, right? Nobody could be dominating on all levels like and so i i believe for a very long time especially within our community there has been a certain level of knowledge that has been left out um deliberately and it set us back 
And to your point, David, that that has to centered around entrepreneurship, you know, owning a business, understanding business, understanding taxes, understanding how to not pay taxes. <laughs> like, I mean, mm. so many of these corporations don't hey. pay taxes. And it's like, how the hell is Amazon not paying taxes? Like, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Easy. You know, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm I'm dishing out like 30 grand a year in taxes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this shit Absolutely. is crazy. But it's a game, bro. It's a game. And they they've known the rules for a long time. And so to me, that's the part of our community that, like to your point, David, I want to see us grow in. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm all for promoting higher education. I'm all for pursuing a degree. Um, for whatever you're passionate about, if that's what you're passionate about, right? If you're passionate about helping people and you want to be a doctor, go be a doctor. If you're yeah. passionate about, you know, um, innovation and you want to design or create something new, go be an engineer, you know, but do but, it because it, you love it. Don't do it because you have here's to what do I'm it. Saying. I mean, here's what I'm saying. Go and do all of those things. Mm-hmm. But while you're doing them, set up a plan for yourself so that once you figure it out, it become great at what you do. Now begin to tailor that off and begin to do it for yourself. You a doctor. Okay. Do, get good at what you do and then get your own practice. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, that type of situation, like everybody, most of the time when I start talking about real estate, people are like, I don't want to be no landlord. That's the number one thing I always hear. Right. But guess what? You in the game one way or the other. Either you making money off of it or you paying money off of it. Exactly. Where you going to end up at? You in the game. You in real estate either way. Right. So so my thing is now, and it's so funny, even when I was going to school, man, just, just understanding how education run, you look at the school day, it's literally tailored like a job. Yes. So the whole time you're going to school, you're getting programmed to go into the workforce, to work. Yep. Never said nothing about owning your own business. None of that. Never taught you how money worked. Never taught you how credit worked. They took economics completely out of school. Most people don't even know how to write a check right now, bro. Right. (laughs) Right. Or apply for a loan or build credit or buy a house. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 to me, it's those things that we've lacked in our community, you know, in regards to that type of knowledge. I mean, and, and then again, like I'm all for going and sitting in the classroom, right? And and soaking up as much knowledge as possible. But pertinent knowledge, knowledge that's gonna help you in life. Like these are things that they're not teaching in the classroom. And so we have an obligation, you know, amongst ourselves as as we obtain this knowledge, we have to pass it down. To our, to. to our kids, man, and to the next generation so they don't fall for the trap. That's 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 more important than anything, man, because I think that's what, what we all got lost. Um, with our grandparents, you know, they, they they didn't understand how to pass it down to us. And we, we wasn't interested enough to understand how important it is to grab hold to it so that we could pass it down to our kids and their kids' kids. Right. Um, so yeah, so now 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 we trying to rebuild brick by brick, um, but it's okay because people now now people understand. I think people are really getting it after this pandemic. After everybody got laid off and it's like, hold up, these jobs don't care about me. I done put in fifteen years and they just say go home. Yep. 
Yeah, they they just said go home because right now they losing money with you sitting there. Um, so I I think is like entrepreneurship is a huge rise in it. Um, and I, I'm 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 to be very honest with you, I'm I'm extremely excited to see um, what's going on with like crypto NFC uh, NFTs and. A lot of these new digital pieces, man. These these kids are are doing. Um, it's it's gonna it's it's a real interesting time. I, I'll say that, and I, I really do think that now people are going to be be more conscious um, of how they spend their money, of how to make how to make their money make money for them. Any thoughts, Mike? So, as you were saying all those things, I was thinking about the fact that a concept that I heard of uh, just this year. They're calling it the great resignation. Throughout this pandemic, people have learned a lot of different things about themselves, the direction in which they want to live their lives and, and their careers. So, so as people have been able to uh, financially prepare themselves, they've gotten to a point where they're like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore at all. And I have to give a shout out to the young generation. I appreciate the, about, about the younger generation where a lot of them are, are not afraid to take these chances early. They're betting on themselves. Does that always mean there's a plan B? Uh, yeah. Not so much for a lot of them, but that's okay. But I, I just, I, I admire that that spirit, the spirit to bet on yourself, that spirit to try what you haven't tried before. I, I respect that so much. So that really, that's, as, as you all were talking, I was just thinking about the number of people that, you know, have had these, uh, this is not a pejorative that that have had these low wage, low skill jobs. That's that's not a slight to anyone who works these jobs, but that is the way that they are are seen. So why would I sit here and take all of this abuse for this small minimum wage amount of money when I can sit at home and possibly make more? I can supplement that income that I lost by coming up with a business or an idea that can pop. I mean, to be honest with you, one of the greatest things I love about social media is the number of people who've made businesses in areas that did not exist 20 years ago. What we're doing right now, sir, what we're doing right this moment on a podcast, I have listened. I've spent time, effort, energy listening to other people who do this way better than we do. And they want to give out that game. And that's the thing. I also think there's a misconception that people don't want to help other people grow. I don't know where that lie came from or why a lot of people believe that. Yeah, there are people everywhere who don't want to. But to be honest with you, a lot of people throughout my process, no matter what I was doing, if I met somebody that was doing something I was doing, I've been able to get information. You know, I just didn't wake up and say, oh, man, you know, I want to get an IT. You know, it started with the conversation as a child. Or Keith, I, I don't think you woke up at, you know, your first day of school. Hey, man, I'm going to be an engineer. No, the seeds were planted somewhere. Something nourished that, something watered that, something encouraged that. And, and you know, David, I, I think about you, too. And uh, I, I go back to the generations before us. You know, I look at like I look at like my dad. My dad graduated high school early and he joined the military because he wanted to get away from the life that he had. And I appreciate that. And, and then I look at like how my parents did it. They went to school. You know, they were fully grown adults in college. 
But then I look at my own perspective. I went to college at 18. You know? And it wasn't like, it wasn't out of the ordinary. And going back to what Keith said earlier, it was an expectation that was set. That expectation was set on me when I was five years old. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, a conversation yeah. I had when I was five. Listen, I don't know what <laughs> yeah. your little friend's doing, but I know what you're going to do. You need to think about this now. Where are you going to school? I don't know. What you want to do? I don't know. Well, you need to figure this out. And and, and I like that. And, and I like yeah. the things, David, the affirmations that you give your daughters. You're setting them up with a plan. And it really challenges me to think about those things myself, the type of legacy I want to leave behind. You know, I look at the, you know, offline, some of the provisions that Keith and his family have set up for their son, man. I, I just, just listen to both of you brothers. It just really, it really touches me. And I mean, honestly, I don't really even think about it until we have these public conversations. And I'm like, wow, we're actually doing the same thing for our kids too. Because to me, the goal is, yeah. You want your kids to start at a different place than us. That's all. That's what I want. You know, I want my kids to be at a different place. When I, when my kids have decided, listen, this is my path. Okay, listen, this is what I have for you. Run. Run. You know, one of the one of the coolest things, like I remember, you know, as a as a as a younger person, the things that we thought were cool, the things that we thought were exciting. But the things that I think are cool now is one of the greatest gifts to me where I am at this particular stage in my life. One of my friends called me and told me his graduation gift, his father granted him uh, an investment property. Yeah. So for me yes, now, that, that's to me, that's cool. You know, it's like eh, you could buy yes, me sir. a new car. Yes, that's sir. cool. But give me a down mm-hmm. payment for my house. Give me some money to start a business. That's cool. That that is, yeah. is cooler. You can you can make that grow. I know Keith didn't expect me yeah, to have all you, this to say about, about all that, it, but bro. yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> nah, bro, you think like that? That's 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 it though. Like that's what that's what we should be doing, bro. Like at the end of the day, he he gave his dad gave it to him, and now he could give it to his son, or his 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 kid. Like understanding what that means, man. That's huge. I could give him. I, I could go buy him a car any day. But guess what? Ten years from now, that car ain't gonna be worth a thing. It ain't mm-hmm. gonna be worth nothing. But you best believe that property. Mm-hmm. That property is going to increase in value. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's it's, it's changing the mindset, bro. Like honestly, and everybody talking Turo, 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 Turo. I got it. Go do Turo. But still, that doesn't negate the. For me, the dollars in the bricks. Right. The dollars in the bricks. Put put the dollars in the bricks, and I promise you, I promise you, ten years later, you'll be done doubled your money. Absolutely, absolutely, bro. And and just to jump on that, you know, Mike, you talked about like, you know, whenever you needed that sort of uh, knowledge or, or or you needed a resource, you know, you had people around you to help you. It, it just kind of made me think of uh, something, a good friend of mine, you know, shout out to my homeboy aunt um, that I met him in college. He told me that you're the average of the five people that you hang around. Sure. Your, your surrounding circle has a big deal, plays a larger part than what most people think in regards to the way you think, the way you move, the, the, the decisions that um, essentially that shape your life. So 
um, surrounding yourself with entrepreneurs, surrounding yourself with, you know, business owners, surrounding yourself with just, you know, free thinkers, you know what I'm saying? Like it can, it can have a huge influence on your, on your decisions, on your thought process and open avenues that you didn't even think were possible before. So, um, you know, that's why I like having the two of y'all in my inner circle, man. I mean, you know, and having this platform, like, you know, at the same time we're we're chopping it up, we're, we're fellowshipping, but we're also growing and learning and, 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 you know, just striving to reach our potential, you know, all together, you know, in our, in our different ways. And so, you know, I, I appreciate y'all for, for that. Absolutely. Man, um, y'all brothers are gems for me, man. Cause I, literally like, um, just our conversation, I grow from our conversation. Um, and it's funny cause a little bit ago, I ain't know nothing about Reddit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I ain't have a clue what it was. Right. But now, bro, I'm on there looking at business stuff. I'm always looking at, you know what I'm saying, tech stuff, crypto. It's all kinds of information out there. People doing crazy, like, great things. I'm like, whoa, like, dude had an Airbnb, linked Toro with his Airbnb. Now he's renting out the Airbnb and the car together as a package. (laughs) Oh, I never even thought (laughs) about that. Bro, I I wouldn't even thought. Just from our conversations, I got on there and saw that, and I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That really makes sense. So guess what? <laughs> I'm finna do the same thing. I'm finna find me a little bitty car. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 12 stacks. Airbnb, it, it should be done in, in January. Both of them going to be sitting right there. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's excellent. Yeah. I, I like that. Bro, because you got... On your vacation, you you trying to figure out where the rental car at. Yep. You're trying to find out where you gonna stay. If I come get you from the airport, take you to the Airbnb, and you got a car there, premium service. You don't got to think about nothing. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's dope. That's that dope. is. <laughs> off, bro, off the app. The only thing I'd be worried about is the insurance, just in case if he start running people over. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I, I will say this. Um, I, I know somebody who does uh, a lot of uh, ride share stuff. If you call your insurance company, I think your premium is a little bit more. But if you tell them what your intention is, the policy, you can get a policy that covers that. I know that like if you Uber, Lyft, et cetera, there's a different policy now that they add for those things specifically. So I, I'm sure. I'm sure it's crazy. But hey, but yeah. Man, I don't got it. At, at 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 the point of of the 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 ROI on it that you could make, man, that's like yeah, that's it's it's ridiculous looking at it. What you could do with that? Oh yeah, most definitely. Like that's you could easily clear close to two grand a, a week, easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you and think that's about that's a, low number. You think about a, you know, a Avis a budget, you know, bro. Like I ran a car for two weeks, bro. That's seven hundred. Like, you feel me? So yeah, right no, you're right. Right there, and that's 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 a week. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, bro, it's it's, it's dope. <laughs> and that's and I think that's that's the cool thing about um, the internet, social media as a whole. It is literally a microcosm of the actual world. It is what you make it. If you hey, if if you choose to enjoy it, you know. 
the the things that people do on Reddit, that's cool too. Or Twitter or whatever platform you're on. But if you're really about this knowledge, you can get it. Like I said, David, you're the one that really really introduced me to the power of TikTok. I've never even thought about TikTok. All I see is people doing the dances and stuff, but really understanding that there's some really there's some business, there's some marketing, there's a lot of power in these sites if you let it. And those those yeah. things are really cool. Um, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, like y'all say, man, it's, it's, it's who you have around you, man. Like, that's that's everything. That's everything. That's that's access to all, all kinds. You know what I'm saying? Now, being around y'all, I got access to all y'all experiences. You know? Right. And y'all chopping it up with me, you get access to my experiences. Yes. Um, and being able to work together through it, man, that's, that's crazy, though. That's crazy, though. Hey guys, I don't think I ever really got a chance to say this because I usually just just kind of just zone out a little bit sometimes, I admit. But I, I am extremely thankful to work with you two. I know it's a challenge for all of us. We all have lives, we all have families, we all we all make uh concessions to do this show. And like I said, uh, I love podcasts, I love listening to them. Never thought that I would actually be someone on this side of the mic. And I'm just really thankful to do this with the two of you brothers, man. Y'all, y'all make this a lot of fun. I actually look forward to it. Um, even even the nights where we do podcasts real late <laughs> and we got a show to get out the next day. <laughs> hey, it was all worth it in the end because, you know, believe it or not, um, sometimes I'll get text messages like, hey, you know, when, when Keith said this or when David said this, it's funny, man. Like one of the main people that listen to the show is my cousin. He, he's like my brother. It was me and then him before all the other grandkids. So he's like my brother. But he he always texts me. He, he'll be like, listen, is you ready? He'll be like, yeah, yeah. When Keith said such and such, he started laughing. And he was like, yeah. And then the older guy. And like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm like, bro, David is, David is, David is only like a few years older than me. So, you know, <laughs> David's not the older guy, but okay. But he... No, he man. act old, bro. Like, yo, <laughs> what was it? It was he was like, bro, play play some Miles Davis. I'm like, bro, you could have said Teddy Pendergrass. You could have said Rick James. He said Miles Davis. I play Miles. <laughs> Got an old soul. Yeah, bro. Hey man, yo yo, I grew up around some old cool cats, man. Shooting pool, shooting dice. <laughs> yeah. Drinking whiskey with cigars, man. You know, yeah, that was that was kind of my childhood. So you know, yeah, I still got that. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. The old guy, I love it though. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with it at all. Nah, but, but I grew up, I grew up in the church, so it was a lot of a lot of gospel. And then every now and then, I I hear some Aretha and and and, and the Parliament. <laughs> oh man, yeah, bro. Man. So, yeah. so man, us man. Go ahead, so, go Keith, ahead. you went to Catholic school? Yeah, bro. Can you believe it? <laughs> Kindergarten I, I, to I mean, like sixth grade. So you went. To, you went to mass every go week, ahead, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. I really did Keith. that. Keith, did they 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 really hit y'all on y'all hands with them rulers like people be saying? Fuck yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm not gonna play that, bro. They like they they strict about it, bro. Like 
And listen, like, see, and don't get me wrong, like, you know, I mean, we learn the same things for the most part, but like also part of our curriculum was religion. So like, like that was a class, like, like we literally had religion. So we, we learned about the Bible. Like I remember like religion from like, I want to say at least first grade all the way to fifth grade. And what was crazy was like, if you failed religion, you failed the whole grade. Like you could have had straight A's. If you failed that, if you failed religion, you failed the whole grade. It's a wrap. Yeah, it was a wrap. Rap. Yeah, nah, it's dude. nothing. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not saying play, bro. You're done. But I love them to death, though. Some of the nicest people on, on the face of the earth, bro. Like, extremely nice, humble. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's crazy. You know, my, my pops used to be like, oh, you in that sheltered ass school. You don't know what in the real world. Like, and I'm like, I mean, he's kind of right. Like, cause like everybody's super nice. Like if you got in one fight, you got expelled. Like, you know, we know what real public school, like, you know, so ain't nobody getting expelled. You might get ISS, you know what I'm saying? So, but, um, but yeah, man, nah, it was, it was a great experience, bro. You know, the only thing I, I'll say is that being there, um, you know, obviously wasn't a whole lot of uh, black kids that attended. Um, there was a handful of us. And I, and I think actually from kindergarten till about second grade, I was probably the only black male um, for those first few years. So, but, you know, so in terms of diversity, not very diverse, but <laughs> at the same time, man, I, I made a lot of great friends. Some people I'm, I'm still cool with today. So um, I, I, I appreciate the time I was there. Man, I gotta meet your dad. <laughs> oh, bro, pops, pops is uh. I gotta meet him, man. You're on another level, dude. Like, you know, it's funny when I tell people about my dad. Everybody says the same thing. They're like, "Oh, man, I gotta meet your dad," and I'm like, "Oh, man, like, you know, I mean, he's a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun. He down to earth. He cool, and you know, and he a preacher, bro. Like, know the Bible like the back of his hand, but at the same time, bro." <laughs> Act crazy. Don't come crazy. Don't come crazy, bro. <laughs> bro, he will, he will do. He'll pull a gun on you. He will cuss you out. Like, Pops is not play, bro. Like, he don't play. Oh, man. That is hilarious. Yeah, man. I, I got to, I got to meet Keith's dad, man. Real, real cool dude, man. You should, like, the funniest thing about it is, you know, Keith tells all these stories. And when you meet him, you like, he's really just like that. Like, he's like Keith on 10 <laughs> all the time. All the time. Like, all the time. Like, for real. But but in a, it's, 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 it's an amazing thing. But, like, when you see him around, like, kids, like his grandkids and all that kind of stuff, bro, you just like, wow, different level. Like, um, the first day, I think, uh, did I have two kids? Keith, I just have one back then. I think he had one. Yeah, he, he, he had- never met uh, Ezra. Okay, he didn't mean. So yeah, you know, like he just he just took to him. He was like, let me let me get that little girl. So you know, baby, I think at the time she was, I don't even know if she was two yet. But yeah, it it, it was it was a crazy thing. Now on the flip side of that, the conversations that we had when the kids weren't there, totally different level. Like everything that you thought I wanted to talk about, oh no, no, no. We was way past that. Way past that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. Wow. Yeah. Hey, man, we got to get him on the show. <laughs> I, hey, man, it's only right, man. And see, it did. You know, what gonna, right. you know what he's gonna do, right? He gonna go back and listen to the other episodes where I've been talking about him the whole time. <laughs> and he gonna be like, "Oh, so, so, so you talk about me behind my back, see? 
like a little bitch. See, you could have said shit to my face. See, I already know how he is, though. I mean, I love him to death. And like, you know, honestly, I am. Like, he told me the other day, he's like, he was like, man, I'm really proud of you. Like, you know, or he didn't say I'm proud of you. He's like, I'm really happy for you. Like, you know, you you did me and your mom right. You know, you, you did a lot of the right things. And he's like, I wish you were a little bit more like me. He's like, but I know you're like the nicer version of me. And, I, and, and that's a pretty accurate statement. I'm like the nicer, <laughs> more calm version than Pop, man. Pop pop on another level, bro. He he starts revolts in Sam's Club. <laughs> he make the people behind the Chipotle making your food. He made one girl quit because he wanted double meat. Like, I just, you know, I, I don't know that. I mean, he... he he old school. He grew up in the projects, you know. But I love the I love the fact that the Lord uses him the way He uses him, man. Because like you know, he's he's he he kind of just like punch you in your face type. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, can have a lot of compassion, bro. So he's a he's a beautiful person inside and out. So hey, that's the key, though, man. That's 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 real ministry these days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't 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 feed me the show. Don't feed me the show, now. Nah, give give me give me real. Oh yeah, give, give me your heart. Oh, he a little too yeah. real. Yeah, <laughs> he can be a little too real. So, but with that being said, man, y'all got any closing remarks, man? Anything you want to leave to the people, to our, to our beautiful listeners? Hey, man, love y'all. Peace, love, and blessings to you and yours. Everybody connected to y'all, man. Y'all be safe out there. Absolutely. And and we we just happy to have made it through uh, eight episodes. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know if we would, we would make it to eight, but we are here. We're happy. We're excited. So just thank everybody. Thank you all for listening and, and tell a friend. So that's all I got. Absolutely. Mike stay getting on me about letting everybody know that we actually doing a podcast. I'm like, I don't know, bro. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I think, I think what we got going is, is great. And honestly, I, I have a feeling that it's, it is going to blow up, you know, relatively. Right. Like I ain't saying we going to, you know, be on television or nothing like that. But at the same time, I do think we 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 got a nice little show that, that can have a nice segment, you know, on the on the platforms that we done posted on. So but again, man, we we, we appreciate all of our listeners, man. We appreciate y'all so much for tuning in. Like Mike said, we made it episode eight. That's a blessing. Eight It's got- real now, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> this is God's whole and complete number, you know. So I'm I'm appreciative to 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 being part of this project. And uh, being able to um, just chop it up with, with with two awesome, awesome gentlemen. So um, as usual, please feel free to stop by our social media, stop by our Facebook page at FYF Pod. Uh, drop us a comment. Let us know what you think. Also, if you got any topics you want us to you know, talk about in the next episode, you know, please hit us up on our on our on our on our um, Facebook page. And then you can also email us at FYF Pod. Uh, sorry, fyfpod at gmail.com. Um, send us an email. Same thing. Please, you know, drop us a line. Uh, let us know what you think. Any any suggested comments. And if you feel inclined, you can also call us at 407-243-8449. I promise I'm going to start checking these voicemails. I literally checked them <laughs> right before we got on the show. And it looked like some of y'all tried to call us. But nobody left a voicemail, so and then say nothing. Yeah, so <laughs> say something. To me. Say something. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so so leave us a voicemail. Let us know your thoughts. And again, man, peace, love, God bless y'all, and and have a safe, safe uh, upcoming uh, weekend. Take care and God bless. Mm-hmm.
bless.